A very good morning to you. Welcome on into today's uh, programme. And um, do we have a job spot today? No, I don't think we are. Oh, we do have a job spot from Mr. Morley. He's going to join us with that job spot uh, right now. What have you got for us, uh, Jonathan? Yeah, I want to say, Keith, GRETB are currently recruiting electrical craft apprenticeship instructors to deliver training in the centre in their Murview Business Park. Training will be provided to successful candidates. For more information, visit the website goetb.ie forward slash jobs. And if you need any phone numbers or email addresses, please call our reception on 091770077. Search hashtag Goa Jobs on social media or go to goabfm.ie forward slash jobspot. Good stuff. Thank you, John, for that. Now, we got a lovely note in today, so we did. Um, you might remember a couple of weeks ago we did a piece on making memories and uh, it was the JBM truck run and it was a massive success. But thank you indeed um, for all your support is the note we've got today uh, to the JBM truck run in memory of James Barrett Morley. Uh, they raised 12,820 for a critical defibrillator locally and they hope to be able to save someone's life one day with it. Thanks for having us on air. That comes from Elaine Morley and family and Carmel Flynn and family as well. So out of the embers of sadness indeed and the passing uh, comes the wonderful, f- uh, I mean, 12,820 is just massive altogether uh, to have um, put together and brought indeed uh, to the uh, market uh, for the defibrillator. So well done to all involved in that. And it's good to know that um, it's there for the community and which is very critical, so it is, uh, that it is there for the community. And again, let's hope that um, the family can take solace indeed in the, their last first stop, but also the support that they got uh, from from everybody in relation to uh, the fundraising efforts. And uh, again, it's that type of solace that I think they, that they need uh, from there. Now, comment lines open today if you want to get through to us on 86 Should you want to get uh, through to us, we would love to hear from you. You can also call us on 091-77-0077. Now, last Friday, I was due to interview Linda Marin, indeed. She was in town uh, because she's got a, a brand new book out and her first book that I'm aware of, and uh, called Last Chance in Paris. And uh, she joins me on the line today. Uh, Linda, good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. How are you? I'm good. I missed you last Friday. I believe you were in my village even last Friday, but I missed you because I, I was... I was. I was in I was. Clifton. I'm telling you, traf- traffic in Galway is something to write of. Well, you could write a book on it, so you could, uh, Linda. You could. <laughs> you, could definitely, you could. You could write a book on it altogether. Now, come here to me. I have to summarise your your the book in question uh, because you did call it Last Chance in Paris. And it's a couple That's going it. through a tough patch, a lady going to meet someone special, a young girl and her sister who lived there, and a movie maker with his own story. And at some stage over these uh, few days, their paths will cross, making a positive difference. And you wrote it, and it's very good. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. That's very well summarised. It's a difficult book to summarise because it is quite a complicated plot. But um, in the end, it, it all just comes down to you know the value of small acts of kindness between strangers. But and I, just, they're, they're the words of my wife, by the way, because she read it for me because I didn't get a chance Aww. to read it. So she <laughs> did read thank it. You. And they're, they're her words. I said, give it to me in summary and give it to me from there. But from just reading the briefs that I've got on it, I mean, the kitchen table is the heart of many a home where meals are served and eaten, homework is done, bills are paid, tears are shed. And again, you started there. That's where you started your book. 
I did. That's right. When my youngest went off to play school, I was at a bit of a loose end. And um, I suppose I tried my hand at writing things lots of times, but everything I wrote was totally cringeworthy, absolutely appalling. And, um, you know, I had a hankering to write something, but I just didn't have the idea that I could hang the thing on until we had this amazing weekend in Paris. And I came home the week after we were in Paris and I just sat down and thought, do you know what? I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go and see what happens. You know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So and it was all at the kitchen table. So a trip to Paris stimulated right. you into creating it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a long wished for a trip, long promised actually trip to Paris that my husband, then boyfriend, had promised me uh, nearly thirty years ago now, and you know between all the jigs and reels of four kids having braces and all the rest of it. Um, we never got there. Do you know what? I have to tell you, I'm looking out the window and it's just started snowing in Cork. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I can tell you, I'm looking out the window. There's no braces to be seen or kids to be seen either. And the sky is blue and it's absolutely stunningly bright. So there, you have no, the snow, we have the sunshine. Yeah. Listen, but you, even the statement there about 30 years you met and all that type of stuff and then kids and more kids and then braces and all that. It's, 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 you kind of summarise people's lives, really, because that's where your focus has been. That's it. I was just focused on the everyday, bringing up kids, all the normal things, the, the trips to the dentist and making the dinners, filling the fridge. And there was very little romance in my life. And uh, and then, you know, we had this just break away from everything. Three days in Paris where things just went our way and it was a complete break from reality. And I think, honestly, I think it just gave my brain a sort of a, a break from the treadmill of everyday life. Mm. And I just let go, let the romantic in me out. Um, I think we all have romantic hidden deep inside and I let that romantic soul uh, out and onto the page. And the writing of it was just the most liberating, happy, adventurous experience I've ever had. I really just lived another life for three hours every morning while my daughter was in play school uh, and, and I was sitting at my table back in Paris enjoying every minute of it. Yeah. It was just, it was worth it just for the writing. It oh, really was. Oh, to be in Paris. Oh, to be in Paris. Wouldn't it be just lovely right now just to... And to take yourself from here and head for Paris uh, again and just... You can, but, but you can be in Paris in your head and it's oh, no, nearly as good. Nearly. <laughs> nearly. And, and an awful lot cheaper so it is to have it in, rather than being there. But the book is selling well for you and you're getting good reviews so you're across the board on it. Katie, I'm thrilled with the reviews. I really am. People seem to just get it. I suppose the thing, you know, I never wanted to write anything that was going to be a chore to read. I wanted something that people would feel good about reading, that would be lighthearted. Not, it's not, it has heavy subjects in it, but I wanted something that would make people feel good, that they'd put down the book and feel a little bit better about the world. That was really sort of my aim. That was how I felt writing it. Yeah. And I really wanted that to come across. And it seems from the reviews that people are getting that, that it's just, it's genuinely a feel good read. Uh, is there another book in you? Is there another book in me? I'm working on it, working hard. That's what I was doing now before I answered the phone, working hard on another feel good, feel good story, but set in court the next time. So, very important. But you see now, take the inspiration, Linda, from the, the snow outside. So just in, 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 one, in one country, I have sunshine, I have heat and I've got blue skies in Galiov and in Corky, we have snow. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And it's come, it's really coming down now. <laughs> so that's, that's, it's gorgeous. That's your, that's your inspiration then. So snowing in Cork could be the next uh, title rather than uh, heading off. 
to Paris from there. Well, we can always talk about the weather. There's no doubt about that in this country. I know that you were in town uh, last week. Did you you sign copies in some of the bookstores? I did. uh, I signed in Eason's, in Dubray, um, in Charlie Burns. Oh, I was talking to a lovely girl in Charlie Burns. Maeve there kept me chatting for about an hour. And then out to Kenny's where they treated me like a queen, (laughs) put me in a throne and took my picture. So I I had a lovely day. I had such a great day, actually, in Galway. I enjoyed it more than anything else. And it was sort of it was sort of the round off to, you know, the whole experience, the whole publishing experience, because once I came home, then it was back to washing clothes and ironing. Um, so I'm sort of clinging to that last afternoon in Galway when I was out there as a published author feeling like yeah. a queen. It was lovely. Don't, don't be afraid to come back, you see, and they'll treat you like a queen, so they will again. Just, uh, who, who published it, can I ask you? Sorry, Linda, I should have checked that out beforehand. But, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's published by ARU, which is uh, the Irish, new Irish imprint of Banya Press. Wow, well well done. And again, did you have to spend much time talking to them before they, they agreed to uh, print it for you? Not not too much at all. I, I was I was very fortunate. Yeah, when um, my agent Polly Nolan, who's based there in Galway, very close to you, um, sent it off to a few publishers, and yeah, I think I think maybe because it is such a feel good story, um, we, we didn't have to sell it too hard. Mm-hmm. We, we were very lucky, so that was great, and, and it felt great at the time, and uh, it felt great to meet people who you know, who actually thought I could be a published author, which, you know, you're never sure as a debut author whether anyone is going to want it or not, but they did. So that was all very thrilling. And was it Polly that was driving you around then during the week, was it? It was Polly Polly who was driving me around. She's the big car or the small car? <laughs> she has. She's a medium-sized car, yeah. I would say, but she knew her way around anyway. She, she, and she didn't lead you astray now, or anything, bring you into Kaylands or somewhere, or, or and kind of lead you astray like that now. No. Oh, I just lost Linda. Hello. Oh, you're back. Oh no, I'm there. Was that Polly ringing I'm you? Back. That's her note. She didn't lead you astray, did she? She did, she didn't lead me astray. No, she's she's been amazing. Like that was the biggest stroke of luck I had. Really, was probably um, coming across Polly at the Cork Book Festival a few years ago, and I I knew I saw her speaking to other people, giving other people advice about their books, and and I knew straight away she was the woman for me. So I um, I was thrilled when she agreed to take me on, and she hasn't she hasn't put a foot wrong so far. All right, listen, Linda, good luck and come back to Galway again in the near future uh, with your next uh, book. By the way, will you have it finished by Sunday evening this week? You will? Uh, I doubt it, but I will come back with pleasure. I'd love to. (laughs) All right, listen, lovely to talk to you. Thanks for joining us uh, today. Linda Marin joining us uh, on the line. Our thanks to Linda for uh, joining us uh, today. Uh, Again, it gets five stars indeed from our reviewer indeed. Well, it was Joan that read it. I just didn't have a chance this week. It was just mad and last week was just mad. Uh, Joan read it and she loved it. She said, absolutely lovely. So there you have it, Linda Marin and uh, the her wonderful book as well there. Now though, let's, um, what am I going to do? Yeah, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a short commercial break and we're going to go to uh, John and ours to protect. And today he's speaking with uh, Ron O'Connell as well. So he will uh, go to that uh, straight away. But get your comments into us on 086 Get them straight into us today. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we have some lovely music coming the way. So just sit back, listen to ours to protect. And then we have some fabulous music from a, a group of young men from um, Loch Ray. Stay tuned for that and more to come.
Hello and you're very welcome to Ars Protect with me, John Morley. Coming up on the programme today, we speak about solar energy with Ronan O'Connila, engineer at Carbon Neutrality Focus ISO Certified. If you want to get a comment into the programme, you can do on our text and WhatsApp number. That's 0863833553. Phone reception on 0917700077. Email arsprotect at goaibayfm.ie. If you want to get more information on this initiative by Commissioner Mann and the IBI, go to arsprotect.ie, where you can take the ecological footprint calculator. All this plus lots, lots more coming up on Ars to Protect. And a very good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. Now, I'm delighted to say I'm joined in studio by Ronan O'Connila, an engineer with Carbon Neutrality. Ronan, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us on Ars Protect. You're here to talk to us all about solar energy. First of all, what is solar energy? Just explain it to us. So solar energy is energy that's generated by the light, you know, hitting your roof on a solar panel. So it's converted into electricity in your house, stored in a battery or used directly. Okay, and what are the the kind of benefits to it uh, in an Irish context? Well, solar power can be generated very easily and cheaply from the solar panels on your roof. It's uh, very cost effective. It doesn't matter if it's raining as long as it's bright. Solar panels can generate electricity. They don't work if it's foggy, but even if it's raining, they will work. A cold, sunny day generates a lot of electricity. Definitely. Now, we have a, a Green Party in government currently. What kind of benefits and, and, and incentives are there for people to go with solar panels at present in Ireland? So there's a lot of grants available. So there's uh, €1,600 Euros available for a 2 kilowatt system. So that's a small system and most people would be able to use that. And there's no VAT on any of the solar panels. And you can get up to 2,100 of a grant for four kilowatt system, so that'd be typical enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people who want to um, get involved with it, what kind of criteria do they need to meet? So you need to have a roof that is either east, west, or south facing. You need to have no shade, so no trees or no chimney in the middle of it, and you need to have a. Uh, you know, a, a usage for the electricity. So they need to be able to use the electricity that you want to use. So that that's one thing that there would be the minimum things that we needed. And what are the environmental benefits of having solar panels on your house? So they, dec- they decrease the footprint of your house. So the amount of carbon that's been generated by using electricity, you know, if it's burning oil or gas, you're basically not using that electricity, you're generating your own electricity from your roof. So no carbon is generated from any solar panels. Now there is carbon, of course, from making them and installing them. But after that, there's no carbon. It's carbon free. And it's also good if there is an economic benefit as well. And if people do sell back to the grid, there is that incentive there as well. So you can sell the electricity back to the grid. You can get paid, depends on your supplier, 20 plus cents per kilowatt. So that generates, if you're selling a 1,000 kilowatts back to the grid, that's 220 euros off your bill. Plus, you're not buying electricity, you're generating it yourself. Mm-hmm. And talk me through, if someone is getting a solar panel, what steps do they need to go through here in Ireland? So there's a number of steps. Um, generally, you have to select your supplier. You have to apply for, for uh, 
the grant to get the grant approved then once that's approved you have somebody will come to your home uh, assess your home suitability agree how many solar panels are going to to be installed give you a quote and once you've agreed price and and signed up they'll come and install it installation is typically four to six hours it's not a long and that's one part of it and then in terms of maintenance of the solar panels from there on in so maintenance in Ireland uh, a wet rainy day will will do a lot of the dust and take the dust off your your solar panels that'll be the main thing to keep them dust free Um, so as long as it's raining regularly that's done uh, maintenance other than that there's none maybe every five years you might get a check but they, no there's no regular maintenance other than that and what is the shelf life of them the last 20 years more than that the last even longer 25 years is, is not untypical um, so they'll pay for themselves typically four times in their lifetime um, so th- you know they'll, they'll keep paying uh, over the life they'll increase the value of your house typically as well so th- there's a good there's a good long period um, some components may need to be replaced internally but you know that's that would be you know the last the solar panels themselves will last a very long time and can they be connected to the main electricity supply of your house or do you need batteries or what's the best option there so you'd always have the solar panels connected to the main so you typically don't operate off grid and a battery helps reduce the cost further because you can um, top it up when you're not there in the house so it's it's generally you're storing the electricity for later use or in the winter you can buy cheap electricity at night time and use that electricity during the day it also works very well mm. If people want to get more details on solar panels and, and even the work you do Ronan uh, where's the best place of doing that? So they can ring me uh, my mobile number is 87 29 24 or Galway Solar PV, uh, find me online, or, you know, contact me, find it either of those two ways, uh, work very well. I'm happy to share details and find uh, how people can reduce their bills and their footprint. Brilliant. Well, Ron O'Keneela, engineer with Carbon Neutrality, thank you for joining us on Ours to Protect. Thank you. Thanks very much. And that is all from this week's edition of Ours to Protect. Join us next Thursday at half past 11 for more environmental programming. <laughs> Ours to Protect, brought to you by Galway Bay FM, the IBI, and funded by Commission Naman with the television license fee. Check out ourstoprotect.ie for more info. Now you're in for a real treat, so you are this morning, and I mean a real treat because we want you to meet um, the Clockworks, indeed, a Galway rocker uh, group, indeed, uh, with a huge vision. Uh, but the four-piece uh, moved to London in search of success and they cut their um, very first album at Abbey Road, which is a very prestigious recording area altogether. Um, I'll talk to the boys in a minute, but um, we have two bits of music I'm going to play. The first one I'm going to play is, um, and the second one, they were both indeed uh, recorded in Abbey Road. Uh, but the first one they're going to do for us uh, today is Lost in the Moment. This is The Clockworks. We'll talk to them shortly. Yes. 
Sit in the flammocks and sifting through lawns And you're sick to your stomach of living alone Then all of a sudden you realize you've grown Five years have gone by, five years have flown And you wait, you wait, you wait And you're scared and your patience is thinning So is your hair and the crown's all begun Your crowd have moved on and you're left there to wonder Where did it go wrong for you? Lost in the moment, we lost the moment. 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 We've never been closer, never been further. Anything private, I start in a merger. We shook hands as partners, a common mission. Starting to think this is an acquisition. Well, what does it matter? Your world is polluted Your favorite actor said something stupid Now I'm glued to the box now Glued to the box now Sunset is ranging Nature's on our cash Gosh, I'm glued to the box now Glued to the box now Give me a moment Oh, the moment is lost now Get lost in the moment We lost the moment Lost in the moment We lost the moment Lost in the moment We lost the moment Lost in the moment, we lost the moment I saw you sitting in the flammocks and sifting through posts You're sick to your stomach, concocting repose You crave validation from those you don't know That thirst is insatiable, put on a show Be everything, always nothing at all Drown in humility while you float in the pool Be flawless, human, it's all an illusion If you feel confusion, you know who's a falling to you Lost in the moment, we lost the moment. 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 That is your moment. Here is your moment. This is your moment. Here is your moment. Wait just a moment. Hang on a moment. Give me a moment. We Wonderful guys, well done to you. That is uh, the clockworks indeed, and uh, well done to uh, them uh, today. Absolutely beautiful, so it is, and it's a beautiful, beautiful bit of music. So it is. But I'm joined in studio now by uh, Sean Kennelly and James McGregor, and they said, "Absolutely, morning, gentlemen." Good morning, morning, Keith. How are you? You're originally Sean from Lockray. Yeah, yeah, from Lockray, born and bred, born in the uh, hospital in Galway for my sins, and. Um, when did you? When had you an interest in music, or when did you get involved in music? Um, I started playing drums when I was ten, and it was at that stage that I knew I'd probably spend my whole life pursuing a career it, in music. Was there music in the family? 
Um, there was, my dad would kill me if I said there wasn't, but I think there was kind of historically, um, but not in my immediate family. But mm. yeah, so it was kind of a, yeah, when I got the drum kit up in the, the attic, I think that was when they kind of it started. Loved it. Yeah, it started. And James, when did it start for you? Um, I played violin when I was a child. Um, and I never liked it much, <laughs> but I think it taught me enough to then, when I was about 12, I think I turned, my dad gave me a good, um, let me use his guitar. Let me play his guitar. He had a guitar. So there was music in the in the house. Yeah, you? yeah. And I think it was maybe I got to an age where he could pass over the guitar kind of thing. Wow. And how then did you come together as the Clockworks? Um, we went to school together. So it's the whole band went to school together. And um, James was a year ahead of me in, in school. And he. And what school did you go to in Lockray? Uh, St. Rayfields. Wow. Lockray, wow. yeah. So you're a product of St. Rayfields, the band. Yeah, we sure are. Yeah, alumni. Um, yeah, James introduced me to bands like the Smiths when I was about 15 right. and that kind of I had been into heavy music to that point and, and that kind of turned my mind onto lyrics and lyricism and James was writing poetry at the time yeah. and um, yeah so I started kind of we started making music together and he was putting his poetry on the music and I wow. guess that's what became songs wow yeah. isn't it so simple but yet so brilliant to yeah. put it together yeah it's, it's quite, quite innocent actually when, when you look back because we're just there was no we were just writing songs and yeah. Sean played music. and No grand ambitions or anything. It was just very much what we do after school. We'll write another song or whatever. Yeah. And how many were in the full band then? Four. Four, four of you. Us, yeah. Four of you. So yeah. four out of St. Rayfield's. Uh, actually three. Yeah, I, I, told, I tell a lie. Three out of, of St. Rayfield's. One man's from uh, Limerick. So he'd kill me if, he, if I said he was from Galway. <laughs> we'll adopt him. So yeah, well. yeah. And you, you were just saying to me there before we, uh, before we came into the studio that... Um, you just after finishing a major tour in the UK, I mean, how, ma how many gigs in how many days? 19 shows in 24 days, so we're feeling it now, yeah. We've a couple of days off, and yeah, tonight we're playing in uh, Mike Tapai's in Kerry, tomorrow we're playing the Roisin Dove in Galway, and then Saturday we're playing the Button Factory in Dublin. So So what time are you taking off? Uh, the Roisin is doors at 8 o'clock yeah. tomorrow night. But I mean, you're after coming in off such a long run, you didn't take a break at all. Straight back into it in Ireland then again. Yeah, well, we two days off, which is a nice holiday for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must have had for so, over a month. Yeah. Some some holiday for... And uh, did you travel the whole of the UK rather Yeah, than? I mean, yeah. 19, we found 19 places to play. Wow. I didn't think there was that many places to play, you know, major cities, but we found them. There. And, good, and good good numbers? Yeah, great. The, the best yet, to be honest, and... The reception we j we just released our debut album in November last year called Exit Strategy. Yeah, and um, the reception since we brought the album out has been totally different to any time before. You know, people really know the songs, and wow. they don't go to the bar for the slow song. They stand there and cry. <laughs> I saw a couple Get of men away. crying. Yeah. yeah, which is very strange. And are you based in London now? Then mm -hmm. yeah, in in London. So that's a that's an expensive lifestyle, but you're making enough money to to, to make it all work. We're still here. Yeah, We're still here. Still, still in, yeah. But is London then, is that where you're going to stay based then into the future? For now, I think. I mean, at the moment we're based on the road, really, mm -hmm. uh, for the next few months. So we're based out of uh, suitcases. But um, I guess so, yeah. 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 I guess we're, we're kind of looking at the, the tour, surviving that, and then uh, see what happens. So, so you're, I mean, we're lucky to get you in Galway's part of this tour. I mean, Kerry, and then onwards, and then... And then from there, then you go to the Button Factory, and then do you go to other countries then, or what other countries are you heading to? Yeah, yeah. so we have a few days off then, and then we head off to Europe. Wow. Yeah, so we're the starting mainland. a Europe run in Gibraltar in a week's time. So we're moving up Gibraltar, Lisbon, Madrid, Barcelona, 
France, Belgium, Italy, Italy the whole, not pretty much everywhere in Europe. Germany. How long will you be gone for? That's a takes us up to the end of April, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You've you've ahead of our own ahead of yeah. you. So yeah. Yeah. We're working working you, for it. Yeah, but you need the energy then. You do. You, you need the energy for it. Yeah. Though. We're being very good. Reminding ourselves. Mm. Yeah. How how would you to so I, again explain your music? I mean, how would you what, what genre would it fit into? Do you think? It's not a trick question. To yeah, it's always a tough question to answer. Um, uh, James writes very um, interesting lyrics and I always just try and kind of put the lyrics at the forefront rather than give a genre. So mm. I think it's uh, it's probably just worth listening to and making your own mind up. To yeah. be For the album, we ended up uh, referencing, I think we ended up referencing films and uh, TV shows, books and stuff more than, than music yeah. for a finish. And I think maybe that's to... Yeah, it's just the way it kind of fell for us. But um. No disrespect to you, Sean, anyway, you have a lovely voice. But James, you have a great broadcasting voice. Did anybody ever say that to you? Really? I yeah. practice. Well, you I do. practice every morning. Do you? Yeah, I wake up and uh, pick up my little microphone and look into the mirror. And what could have been? Pretend I'm on the radio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I look into the mirror. You don't need to, you don't need to see anything on the radio. Uh, no, but it's nice to be looking at something, so it is. Right? But, but I mean, you have a great radio voice. So you have a great Thank broadcast you, voice and a great voiceover uh, voice. Um, you have two now, nice John. Oh, yeah, you, you have to say that. Don't, 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 don't take it personal <laughs> altogether. Um, so tomorrow night and Friday night, 8 o'clock, the doors are going to open from there. And uh, you have another um, Lockray band helping you out on the night? We have indeed, yeah. We have the Rose Caps from Lockray. So oh, they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah they're great. Yeah, they're, great. they're brilliant guys. Yeah, we're actually mm. bringing them over to Europe with us for a couple of shows in um, Belgium and the so all the sold out shows in uh, Amsterdam. And Isn't it Rotterdam. great though that, um, I mean, the Clockworks can sell out like that right across the country? Yeah, it's brilliant. I did, we, we do a lot. And the continent. And yeah. the continent, yeah. We do, we do more business in Europe than we did in the UK and we've, been based in the UK for five years, so it's just follow where the, the I guess the music is connecting with people most. Well, that's very important. Yeah. So it is mm-hmm. absolutely. Where did the title "The Clockworks" come from? Um, please. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a, it was a bit of a mistake, actually, a bit of a miscommunication. But uh, we were looking for a name at the time, and we were at Sean's house, and there was a grandfather clock in the corner, and which which I'm a hundred percent convinced hadn't ever worked. Um, the many times we'd been there. And as I'm leaving the house, I go, ah, oh, the clockworks. And so the boys are there sitting, look, thinking, thinking up names, and I shout that. So Sean goes, great, perfect name. Perfect name. Mm-hmm. Thinking uh, that it was a suggestion, but it wasn't. It was actually an exclamation, uh, observation of sorts. Was, was the clock stopped or was it working? Ironically, it actually wasn't working. So he... Was hallucinating. Was hallucinating from yeah. or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't need to know any more yeah, about that. Yeah, no, yeah, we you. leave it at that. But it was a night you were having a cup of tea, so you were from there. <laughs> yeah. And it's the clock. Works, uh, the, the, is the clock still in the family? Uh, it probably is. Yeah, I'd say it's in the attic somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Take it out and bring Get a, a frame. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Bring a witchy on tour and Good explain luck. how it goes from there. Blow the budget on a van for the the clock a big van you'd want to be bringing that clock around with so you would uh, thank you uh, Sean and James indeed uh, for popping into us uh, today great to have you uh, joining us in studio and thank you indeed for uh, popping into us uh, today on the programme uh, again if you want to get further details you can just uh, look up the uh, again you can just look up the clockworks and get further details from there because it's uh, they really are just lovely lovely guys and that, that bit of music that I played for you earlier on um, they're just they're nice guys they just know all about it and uh, their album, I was listening to it yesterday, uh, it's just lovely as well. And that, that, that bit of music still kind of uh, lost at the moment. And it s- sits in my head, I have to say. 
Uh, but thank you indeed uh, to uh, Sean Kennelly and James McGregor for coming into us. And again, a lovely story coming out of St. Raphael's, which I thought was just lovely as well. Just that lovely connection with Loch Ray and uh, Limerick as well. So well done to them. We look forward to, uh, to their great successes and certainly right throughout uh, Europe. They're uh, in the van with the clock. They're going to take the clock with them, so they are. So I'll give you another 60 seconds, just in case you missed it last time around. Five years have gone by, five years have flown And you wait, you wait, you wait And you're scared and your patience is thin And so is your hair and the crown's all begun Your crowd have moved on and you're left there to wonder Where did it go wrong for you? There you go, that is uh, the Clockworks and our thanks to them for uh, joining us. Uh, quite a few comments coming in today, by the way, just in relation to organ donation. And uh, somebody else said, Keith, can you give me the name of the book by Linda again, please? I can. Um, what was it? It's something in Paris, so it is. And uh, I'll give you the details. Give me two seconds, I have it here. Last Chance in Paris. And again, it's available in all good bookstores. But Last Chance in Paris, if you want to get uh, for the details there. Somebody else just on to us as well saying, uh, Keith, I think it's time now that um, everybody uh, is open to just moving on from the RTE situation. We've just had enough of it uh, from there. And another caller has been on to us. Um, again, wondering about our dog. Now, your, your text came into us too late, I have to say. So uh, what I would suggest is if you want to get on to the Pitmania people and ask them... Um, Feel free to do so, but I would say that you'd nearly want to get down to you know, talk to them there or touch your own vet from there because it sounds what you're sending to me sounds quite serious, I have to say. So I would suggest that you should um, uh, pop to your own vet and get it checked out uh, fully from there. Now, on tomorrow morning's program, what are we going to be doing? And um, this is what we're going to be doing uh, tomorrow. Again, we'll be looking at Clean Air Together in Galway City and the results that are there. Children deserve better. Sinn Féin sets out plans for scoliosis waiting list scandal. They're not in power yet, so what can they do about that? Uh, raising the lolly to lick esophageal cancer in Ireland. We'll also have the City Tribune headlines for you uh, tomorrow. And uh, again, Dave O'Connell joins us on that. The DIY Academy is to host several courses right across Galway as well. And uh, for the details on that on tomorrow's programme, Heart Children Charity to host the uh, Be Goes On conference uh, for the young people and uh, their families. We'll have Galway Thoughts uh, tomorrow as well. And we'll be looking at a number of current issues as they um, as we find them uh, in uh, both uh, the city and the county as well. And we'll also be giving you details on Jobs Expo tomorrow on the programme as well. That's uh, in town for the weekend. We'll give you details on that. And also we'll be looking at Sports Preview uh, the sports preview tomorrow we'll be giving you details on that as well so stay tuned for that and more on tomorrow's programme um, you want to know about Ali's play Ali's play is in the Druid Theatre so if you want to get onto the Druid Theatre box office you can do so today and uh, do it straight away today and you can book your tickets uh, from there and somebody else is uh, giving out about bad driving in Galway this caller said uh, I drive a small car and I'm intimidated by people who come behind me and think that I'm going slow have you ever come across it? I come across it? I came across it yesterday because I was driving Joan's car, not my own car, Joan's car yesterday um, to get a little job done on it. And I was coming into work yesterday morning and this 10G car came up behind me. I have the red number of it. I'm not going to do anything about it. Um, it was a um, Toyota car. I kept flashing the lights and blowing at me. I had the lights on, I had everything. I was going a bit slow because the, the, 
the uh, road was a little bit wet, so I was going a little bit slower than I would normally go coming in uh, through Newcastle. But no, he or she were not happy at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. They weren't happy. Uh, so they uh, kept flashing and blowing at me and that. And do you know what? I just let them off. Let them go away with it altogether from there. So yes, I get I get what you're saying from there. And uh, Keith, this uh, caller said, where can I get tickets for Ollie's uh, production? Uh, you'll have to get onto the internet there and look up the um, Druid Theatre Company box office and you can just uh, give Sharon a call down there and she'll have tickets for you. That's it for today. We're back to you live from Studio One tomorrow morning and we'd love your company then. And thank you to all involved in today's programme. Uh, thank you indeed to Fiona who took all of your comments, John Morley who uh, produced throughout the day. Stand by Ronan is next. With you right through until three o'clock. So from John, myself and all the crew, we'll be talking to you tomorrow at uh, just after nine o'clock news. Have yourselves a good and a safe Thursday, whatever you're up to. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Oh